Hello, it's uh, Mark here. Just before we start this episode, uh, I wanted to say hi and say thank you really for joining us on the serial so far. Ross and I both really appreciate you tuning in and following the journey that I've been on. We've had more people checking us out than we ever expected from all around the world. And since the last episode, I've actually had a lot of people messaging me on Instagram or on Facebook or on Twitter, just saying lots of kind things about the lyrics that I, I wrote. Um, uh, so thank you. It was a little scary to write that, but I'm all good. And it really means a lot that you guys are listening. Thanks to anyone sharing and talking about us as well. If you've posted a review on iTunes, thank you so much. We found out last week that Mark Can't Rap has made it onto new and noteworthy for personal journals in the UK, which is amazing. And that's because you guys are listening, uh, talking about us and, and reviewing and, and bumping us up on the charts. If you, if you haven't reviewed us yet and you've enjoyed the serial, it would really help us out if you did leave a review or shared a link and, and, and said why you're enjoying the series so far, just so that others can see it. Anytime you do, it has a very real impact on others checking us out, which in turn increases our chances of being able to put together a second season. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that if you or anyone you know is heading to the Edinburgh Fringe this summer, I'll be there from the 31st of July until the 18th of August, every day performing Mark Can't Rap the live show. It's a rap storytelling and poetry show based upon this serial and it's using audio from the podcast as well as a bunch of extra live pieces and music videos that I've been cooking up in the background. It's really fun and really exciting and I really think you'd enjoy it. If you know anybody heading to the Edinburgh Fringe, please let them know about it. Um, finally, my mixtape is nearly finished. We'll be putting it out at the same time as episode seven. I'm not really sure what to call it at this point. Uh, I've had the name Shitting Diamonds suggested, which is really good. But if you've got any ideas for a name for the mixtape, please send them to me on Twitter at Monte Gristo and I'll see what sticks. Cool. Thanks. Uh, hi. Hi. My name's Mark Grist. I live in the British city of Peterborough. I used to be an English teacher, I'm approaching middle age, and I really want to learn how to rap. Last time on Mark Can't Rap. I don't know, like, why you're writing it. The reason I write is usually I have something to get off my chest or I, I, I feel like I want to be moved or I want someone else to be moved by what I'm writing. Ross and I are in Peterborough city centre. We're outside a place called Sam's Bar. We're about to go inside. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, this, is ha this is happening now. Yeah. I'm planning on performing the lyrics that I shared with you last episode, only this time on a beat, as part of the bar's weekly open mic. I think this is the most nervous I've been about a thing in this year. Uh, and I should say, like, you know, we're in 2018 still, it's the end of the, yeah. End of the year. I, I, I don't... Um, I mean, you've done... You've spent a lot of stuff on stage as well this I, I've year, performed right? a lot of Yeah, I've performed a lot of poetry... Uh, gigs I've performed on festival stages, like music festival stages, and um, I went I went around a load of, load of schools in in China and stuff. I've, I've performed this year definitely to to crowds of a thousand plus. There's probably going to be in that room downstairs. It's probably going to be about twenty twenty five people. 
you know, or maybe a few, maybe a few more. Yeah. But not, just, not, not like a thousand more, Mark. It's going to be all right. Yeah, I just feel like I'm burdening them, those people with something. That's what I feel like. Sam's is quite a trendy bar. It's a bit sparse. I mean, most of the decor is black. There's a bunch of artwork on display. There's a thick oak bar. They've got a range of craft beers. It's always pretty busy, and there's this downstairs floor as well. Every Thursday down there, there's this open mic for local singers and songwriters. I've been before, and most people performing have guitars with them. They often perform rock and indie covers. I've seen a few covers of Killer's songs, not seen anyone perform hip-hop there before. I've been rehearsing for like the last three days, and I still can't really get all the verses out without just checking the checking the checking my paper which is fucking useless right you can't have I've no, I've, I'm pretty sure that you can't go out on stage as a as an MC with sheets of A4 paper with your lyrics on it <laughs> I just don't think that's okay okay but like to take an example from uh, comedy alright yeah. uh, uh, when Chris Rock first when he's trying out like a brand new comedy set he goes to a local comedy night and he delivers it. I think he holds a bit of A4 paper in his hands and he delivers okay. it in a monotone voice. Yeah. Um, and his reasoning is this, is that like his comedy should be so good mm. that it's still funny even when he hasn't added any sort of like performative element at all. So he should, he should be able to stand behind a curtain and deliver those jokes in a robot voice and they're still funny because he can't if he puts all his kind of Chris Rockness over mm. the top of it he's like I can sell any bad joke so basically this is a this oh, is, this is a harsher oh, right. test yeah, of your yeah, lines yeah, yeah. and that it's, is true it's okay because for you I to can't, be shit yeah I was performing it for Lucy earlier on and, um, and, and she was she kept going she was like you need to kind of have more swag you've got to kind of <laughs> she's like where's your confidence you got to like and, and, and I just I just um, I just uh do you know what it feels like? Is that it feels like if I knew I could definitely nail it, it'd be much easier to to to, to roll out like I'm really confident. Right. The swag right? comes from a place. It comes yeah. from a place of self-knowledge, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're there going like, I, I'm. You're just thinking, I'm, I'm cashing a check. This, this check is going to bounce. Like that's what I keep thinking in my head. I think in part, I'm so nervous because the lyrics I'm performing are so personal. After speaking to Lewis and Shay. I don't like, do you know what I mean? I wouldn't write a song with uh, no meaning or with like stuff that I hadn't done. I'm yeah. not a... When something's scary or you're most vulnerable, you might actually get the most beautiful thing out of it. I decided I should write about something personal. So I wrote about my mental health, about these highs and lows that I found difficult in my life. It's a little bit more open than I'm used to being in my writing. Just to like stand up and talk about that yeah. in a way that I'm not very comfortable with. Um, it's been good to write it, but uh, oh, it's just like really out of my comfort zone. Maybe it helps rather than thinking of it um, as like uh, as like you being up there on your own. Is that it feels more like when the music kicks in, yeah. like that's somebody else with you on stage, because I think that's what gives musicians their power, yeah. right? Think about how many musicians have said to you, and I, and I bet they have, 
uh, oh, I could never go up and do something without music playing behind me. You know, oh, if I was just up there and it was just me and my voice, I would hate it. But they said it all the time, because the music is the superpower, right? So maybe just like when that music kind of comes in behind you, yeah, yeah. just like feel that yeah. as being like this thing yeah. that's, and that can help you feel more. Yeah, yeah. I'm really interested to hear how it goes. And I really hope uh, I don't bomb because it's, it's it, like you said, it's going to be like 20, 25 people. It's not that many people. But sure. I, I just, I just, I just want to not, um, not go wrong, and I, and I, th- I think it's going to. That's, uh, that's. I think it's gonna. I think it's going to. Um, okay, this, this might be a bad analogy, right? But Mark, you know a lot about wrestling, right? Yeah. I've had many conversations about wrestling. More than anyone I know, you've got a really good understanding of status and status in, in performance. Yeah, right? but the, the, I always lowball my you status. All, yeah, you lowball status, and all that's good. the time, and that brings everyone round. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of the time in a poem, I think you're kind of showing off a bit, right? right. You spent a lot of time crafting precisely what you want to say yeah. to put your best foot forward yeah. and to sound like a much more erudite nimble version like it's, it's you're a bit like the penguin in the water right like that's that's how i feel it is and right. so i think a lot of the time outside of the poem for me i just think it helps a lot if you just spend the rest of the time like looking like the penguin out of the water right, right. um dial up the awkwardness yeah right so that so that those moments when you're in the water feel a little bit more Interesting and like, connect more, but also it just shows that you're not like I don't know. I yeah. think, and I think your worry for this is that it's the other way around. That if you were to go on stage and be like, yeah, 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 I'm Mark Grist, and then get into the work <laughs> itself and be like, yeah, I just don't know when I get in the water with this at all. <laughs> I just don't think that happens at any point. Where is the water? There is no water. Okay. Um, oh, geez, there is no. Do you want another, another point? Yeah. Um, As we take our drinks down the stairwell to the basement. I remember thinking, why am I doing this in my hometown? Why hadn't I gone to Nottingham or London or anywhere really? I try to calm myself by thinking, every audience I've performed in front of has taught me something. I've just got that thought looping through my head. Downstairs is a tightly packed, low-ceilinged basement. There's a couple of amps, a mic stand, and a guy singing and playing the guitar in front of about 20 or so people. Throughout his performance, most of them are ignoring what he's doing or having conversations with each other. The guy performing sort of looks like he's enjoying himself. He gets a bit of applause at the end of each song, but it's almost like when he starts playing, he's completely separate from the rest of the room. People pitch up into conversations again or they're locked on their phones. There's a man holding a beer can, dancing ironically out the front. A group of teenage girls are standing really close to the act, so close that they're lit by the same stage light. They're having an animated conversation at near shouting level with each other. They almost look annoyed that he's there. Poetry gigs are, in the most part, quite tame events. Normally you don't have to deal with background noise. People tend to listen politely, sometimes they'll even dish out a stern look at anyone that starts talking. Right now, an audience like that feels pretty luxurious. Is that why rap lyrics seem to command so much attention? Because in performing them, you immediately have to fight for control of the stage. You have a talent, gentlemen. 
As I get onto the stage, I can see much more clearly how uninterested the room really are. I find the beat on my phone, I plug it into the amp, I head over to the mic and I just click play. Let's go. As I start performing, I realise the crowd are going to teach me something. They're teaching me that they really, really don't give a shit. Cool, all right, we'll see you again. Hello, nice to see you, my name's Mark. Uh, I won't bother you too much. I'm uh, gonna perform uh, two new pieces for my poems, and I'm writing something. Okay, check, check, check. Right, we'll see if this works. Yeah, got enough beat? Okay. Tripping on the beat like I just hit the bar You pick apart my lyrics, half a stick and just can't hit the mark Really nice to meet you, but who the hell's let him in charge of pricks Spitting written's like I'm dishing out my business card My flow's pathetic, vocab's impressive But six eights in, I already doubt my own message Open mic tonight before we go out I'm heading back to my cab for another lengthy round of edits You came out to see the best in town While well, I rock up at the shoe out in a dressing gown Feel me now, spent all day rehearsing What to say it's working, but a really wooden version of my feelings that I'm reading out Never wanted to leave it with my head in the clouds Just the thought alone is stressing me out Packed a bunch of feedback forms to pass around I got assessment down I got assessment down Cool Thank you for tolerating that Thank you, my name is Mark, I'm a poet. I don't normally write stuff with music. I'm trying to write two things on beats at the moment. This is the second one and then I'll be out of your hair. But thank you very much. Uh, for listening to me. Um, right, let's see. Searching in the darkness for a light switch. The moment that you find it, you're blinded by the brightness. And by the time your sight's adjusted, night's coming. This might all be for nothing. Still, it's time to write it. Ten years old, look at me, unsinkable. Ripping out my mates as we head into school. Thinking we're invincible. We play all day, acing it. Kings and queens picking teams till a shot I take would miss. Then it's like the tables flip and everything's replaced with this grayness. A clay gripping to my lungs. Don't know what to make of it. I'm nothing like my heroes. The cape won't fit. Weirdo, no escaping it. I feel choked. Tears flow. Days later, wake and I'm the greatest. I'm lit up. I'm singing in recitals. I'm flinging for I'm winning. I'm, I'm, I'm certain I'm the best that you've got. Catch me acting like a demigod. Best friends left to rot. Find it hard to breathe here at the very top and down again. What has come over me? It's so extreme I scare myself. What does bipolar mean? Why can't I go to sleep? Nights I can't go to sleep. When will this grip on my chest let go of me? Searching in the darkness for a light switch. The moment that you find it, you're blinded by the brightness. 
By the time your sight's adjusted, night's coming This might all be for nothing, still it's time to riot By 17 I let it get the best of me Purple hair and shredded jeans, hanging with my friends I seem to have it all together Good health, a tight home, no enemies But still so much stress in me at nights I couldn't get to sleep without agonizing over when That switch would flip, pinning me down again Or else I'd be lifted up, making plans frantically Letting people vanish like they couldn't understand this Just me, I'm alone on my own planet And the shame that remained in those middle days how can you think like this? Then the switch flips and you're out of sync All you say sounding shit, everyone's frowning It won't go away, going out feels like drowning Till one night so done I climbed out on my windowsill Ground far below me, gripped with my fingers Still night I held tight, felt my head throb So much better if you just stepped off Searching in the darkness for the light switch The moment that you find it, you're blinded by the brightness And by the time your sight's adjusted, night's coming This might all be for nothing, still it's time to write it Moving on to middle age and look at me, jogging in the mornings My drinks are mostly sugar free, I'm good it seems, my manic days are limited I stay away from windowsills, some days are a bitter pill But anytime I flick that switch, I know that it's a fallacy I just try to skate the ground with a wife and a dog and a mortgage and a counsellor I take my days easier, hold back on social media Learn to soothe my ego if I'm selling out in theatres And so other green fishes, lean dishes, how to deal with this scene And what it means as we're struggling upstream This is just one more being who's given up their scribblings I'm not sure you win with this, but I'm done with giving in There's no point denying, there's highs and lows inside us I'll keep on writing when those forces get too violent And then speak up, believe me, it's okay not being fine Just remember without pressure you can't hope to burn a diamond Searching in the darkness for your light switch The moment that you find it, you're blinded by the brightness And by the time your sight's adjusted, night's coming But nothing is for nothing, I'm pleased I got to write this Cool, thanks very much Oh my goodness, I'm so relieved to be getting off the stage. I made a bunch of mistakes and I'm sure some people weren't listening to more than a few bars, but I did it. And I felt like a few more were into it by the end than they were at the beginning. Maybe like four or five were, but that's something, right? Outside the venue, I'm cooling down with Ross. Two guys standing by the door shout over to tell me they saw me on stage. I ask, half wincing, what they thought of the set, and they both say that they really liked it. I know, it's hard to believe that. I feel like they must be having me on, but they insist they mean it. They say their names are Adam and Declan. Adam's a singer-songwriter and Declan is a DJ. He sometimes DJs at Sam's, as well as at a few other places. Mostly soul records. He's actually following in the footsteps of his father. Two generations of soul DJ. Adam says that they came downstairs when they heard me setting up. And Declan compliments me, saying that he heard every word of my set. Which is a weird compliment, but I'll take it. I ask him if he minds complimenting me again on mic this time and we get into a conversation about MCs and producers and why finding the right type of musical production that matches your voice is so important. Sort of like rappers and producers like to work together as well, rather than just like, oh, okay, you've got some beats, so I'll use some of these. Like, you know, you sort of have to work out how you're going to fit them. Do you know any like yeah, local beats you beat me? I do make beats, yeah, do yeah, you? man. I was thinking of you, like, as soon as I saw you, I was like, I'd like to work with that guy. So. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, like, oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking for people to work with. I just need to. I mean, my setup isn't that great at the moment, but um, I am looking for people to work with. So. Really awesome, yeah.
before I know it, me and Declan are in business. Can I get your, I'll get your email address? Yeah, let's yeah, chat. Yeah, 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 I don't have Facebook, unfortunately, because I was saying to him, I, I just don't do social networking, but I need to at some point, because if I don't, then I can't get out there. Declan not being online is another reminder. If you want to find communities, you can't always just Google hip-hop community and get the right results. You've got to go out and meet people face-to-face. Well, when I first um, saw you in there, I was wondering what you were going to be doing. It's like <laughs> talking to a sound guy, and I was just like, I, I had a feeling that you might be an MC. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> there you so go, man. Like, yeah. yeah, there we go. Did, I, I, I can confirm this. He did say to me before. Uh, yeah. 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 Because I wasn't too sure. Because you know, I, I haven't seen many pop acts around here, so which is a shame because I'd like to see more. And you live locally as well. Yeah, I don't live too far. I live in a place called March in Cambridgeshire. Yeah, it's okay. Not it's not too far. Well, let's um, let's let's keep in touch and let's yeah, like yeah. I'm I'm all over like doing some kind of collaboration. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. Oh, mate, absolutely. Getting through the gig and meeting Declan was a real buzz. It's scary writing something and sharing it with strangers, and yeah, maybe most of them won't be into it, but someone might. And it's only by putting yourself out there that you'll be able to find people you can collaborate with. I head home that night and sit looking at my lyrics before bed. Perhaps they're not bad. I'd spent so long thinking they were. I need to learn them now. Like Tony said, really learn them and record them with a beat. When they're out there, concrete, recorded with music, I'll know for certain. Talking to Declan has given me the confidence to reach out to a bunch of local beat makers and producers. Sadly, Declan gets back to say that he's busy. But one of my friends, G, is really keen to get together and start work on a track. We set a date to meet up. It's time to make a mixtape. This podcast was written by me, Mark Grist, and produced by Ross Sutherland. Uh, You can listen to Ross's podcast, Imaginary Advice, online as well. We've attached a link in the description to the show. This podcast is supported by Arts Council England. Thanks for listening.